Good morning, everyone. Hello. Welcome to this podcast, episode number 31. We're up to 31. Yay. <laughs> this is It's All Clutter. Good morning to everyone who is joining live. I'm so excited that you guys are here. I love interacting with you on this podcast. Today we are talking about podcast episode number 31, when out of sight is not out of mind. So we all know that expression, out of sight, out of mind. And recently I was doing two coaching calls, two separate coaching calls with my Clutter Bosses in Clutter Boss Academy. And there were two comments that came up that really made me think about out of sight and out of mind. The first comment was somebody who had just cleared out a whole bunch of drawers, just drawers, right? Spaces that you cannot see. And her comment was, why do I feel so much relief from cleaning out these drawers when they're not something that I see every day, right? I have to actually open up a drawer to see it. So if I don't see this every day, it's not part of my landscape. Why do I get such a sense of relief from decluttering these spaces? I thought that was a really good question. And I started to think about that. Has anyone else experienced that when you clean out a drawer, something that you don't see every day, it could be a closet. I mean, it could be, you know, any space that you're not, you're not really seeing every day and you immediately get this sense of relief. Right? So why is that? <laughs> so I started to think about that. That's certainly not, doesn't go with the, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So I was kind of pondering that idea. And then I had another clutter boss who has spent two months cleaning out a storage unit. And she has been just going at it every single day, getting a couple of boxes, getting it cleaned out. She did it. She got it all cleaned out by the end of July. But of course, when you clean out your storage unit, you need to make space in your house for some of that stuff coming into your house. So it's not just cleaning out your storage unit, right? It's like a game of Tetris. You have to clean out your garage. You have to clean out your basement. You have to make space. So she's going about this, cleaning out her storage unit, cleaning out her garage, making space, decluttering, letting go of things. And in the end, she has everything all in her garage now and she has a little bit less space than she had before and her question that she posed was should i rent another storage unit so that i don't have to look at this stuff every day and i can continue to tackle it like i have been tackling my last storage unit should i put all the stuff that's in my garage that needs like to go be gone through again right so i went through all the stuff the first time but I still need to declutter more. Should I move that stuff to a storage unit so I'm not looking at it every single day? So it's not on my mind every single day. And I thought, I mean, my answer was absolutely not. You should not do that because out of sight is not out of mind. So when we think of out of sight, out of mind, the first thing that I started to think about was when we're in a long distance relationship. So say that you, and let me know in the comments if you have ever been in a long distance relationship. When that person that you're in this relationship with is out of sight, 
are they out of your mind? <laughs> Absolutely not, right? And if we actually have another saying in our culture, distance makes the heart grow fonder because out of sight is definitely not out of mind. The more you're apart from somebody, the more that you like to, you know, think about them and long to see them. So definitely out of sight is not out of mind. And the truth is that just like with people, we have a relationship with our stuff, right? So everything that we choose to bring into our life, we have a relationship with. When it comes to the things in our house, we have a financial relationship with this stuff, we have a physical relationship with this stuff, and we have an emotional relationship with this stuff. That's why decluttering is so much more than just throwing things out. If decluttering were just throwing things out, then it would mean that we had no relationship with the things that we surround ourselves with. But of course we do. So let's break this down. Financially, if we can't see something, it doesn't mean that we're still not paying for it in some way. So of course, if you have a storage unit, you're definitely making a payment on items that you cannot see. So that's absolutely not out of mind. In fact, you have to write a check every single month. Um, you have to, you know, you pay for those items. So you could possibly be storing items that you're still paying off on your credit card and then also paying to store, right? So that's like a double whammy when it comes to the financial relationship. Uh, you know, it's just maybe you have stuff that you're storing out of sight and then you can't actually find it when you need it. So what do you do? You go and buy the same thing again, right? That's so this is another way that this is 100% not out of sight, out of mind because the impact is there every single day. So have you ever had something that you were storing out of sight and you had to purchase the same item because you could not find that the thing that you were looking for when you were looking for it, right? So not only was it out of sight, but totally on your mind, it took your time, your energy, more of your financial resources, 100% brought you down that day because of the stress of looking for it and not the frustration of not being able to find it. So when we have a, a financial relationship with our stuff, we also have a physical relationship with our stuff. So if you are living in your house, right, and you're putting things into basements, garages, attics, you're filling up those out of sight spaces, drawers, cabinets, closets, what happens when you continue to bring stuff in? You're filling up your space, right? So you, you actually are developing a very physical relationship with your stuff. You're living, you're cohabitating right next to it because you're taking up more space that you, because you're putting other things out of sight, right? So even though things are out of sight, it's very much on your mind because you can't use that space. And then what happens? You could trip over items. This is how clutter can be hazardous. Things can fall on you. You could have mold or animal droppings in those out of sight, out of mind spots. And then all of a sudden you have a real physical issue to deal with because you filled up these out of sight, out of mind spaces. So we definitely 
you know, two items cannot occupy the same space at the same time. And if we're filling up those big spaces we cannot see, or even the little spaces we cannot see, that means we cannot add anything else to those spaces. So our home starts to feel like a storage unit. I actually wrote an advice column about this recently. Somebody described their house to me as a storage unit. I feel like I'm living in a storage unit, right? And that is not, not the feeling that we want to have in our home. Our home should not feel like there's boxes closing in on us. Interestingly enough, um, so there, okay, we also have an emotional relationship with our stuff, right? Just like that long distance relationship with somebody that we love, we also have an emotional relationship with our stuff. Uh, from a feng shui standpoint, it's kind of fascinating because when you store items in basements or in attics, the you know according to feng shui principles, that means um, there's an impact on other areas of your life. So basements tend to be the foundation of relationships in your life, according to feng shui. Uh, so if you're putting stuff out of sight, out of mind, into your basement, um, you know feng shui says, well actually that could impact the other relationships that you have in your life. Likewise, if you're storing stuff in attics, too much stuff, that could clutter your ability to, to bring more information in, right? So it's kind of like the attic represents like your brain in the house. And when there's a lot of clutter in your attic, it might hinder your ability to bring in new information and new experiences. So feng shui definitely says that they're out of sight is not out of mind. Um, storing things in those areas can have a big impact on the rest of your life. But I also want you to think about this. Just like no two items can occupy the same space at the same time, no two emotions can occupy the same space at the same time. So if you have an item that you feel is out of sight, out of mind, yet you're having some small emotional impact from you're experiencing some small emotional impact from that item ever on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and that emotional impact is negative, then that is taking the space of a positive emotion. So if writing the check to the storage unit is a negative weight, an emotional weight that you're carrying around, that space cannot be occupied by a positive emotion. It's impossible. Um, if this stuff is out of sight, but you know, encroaching on the other areas in your life, is there's an emotional attachment to that. If you're tripping over something, if you're not able to find something, if every time you open up that drawer, you just feel overwhelmed, that emotion, that emotional space is being taken up with a negative emotion and no two emotions can occupy the same space at the same time. So that's another way that out of sight is 100% not out of mind. The emotional relationship that we have with the stuff in our homes is complicated. And anytime there's that negative emotion, there's no ability for there to be a positive emotion at the same time. 
So I'm going to go ahead and say out of sight is almost never out of mind. I actually can't even think of an example where it's out of mind. Um, it impacts you every single day. It's just that you might not trace the impact directly back to the item. So it's time to start to think, you know, when I open this drawer, every single thing in here that's out of sight is actually weighing on my mind. When I pay my credit card, every single item that I've purchased that I'm not using, that I put into a closet, that I put into storage, that I'm paying for is 100% on, it's weighing on my mind. These complicated relationships that we have with our things go way deeper than what we can see. So I challenge you, <laughs> I challenge you this week, think about your spaces that you can't see. Figure out, are they weighing on you financially, physically, emotionally? Because no two items can occupy the same space and no two emotions can occupy the same space. So figure this out, you know, open your closet. How do you feel? Open the garage. How do you feel? Is this positive? Is this negative? How is this impacting your life? Is it truly out of sight, out of mind? Probably not. So, okay, <laughs> let's go into the comments here. Is there anyone who has something they wanna share? Um, a story about how out of sight is not out of mind. I see we have tons of comments. Good morning to everyone, Rebecca and Pat, Wendy, Marsha, Sam, Barb, Amy, Tara, Leanne, Denise, Paulette, Ariella. Oh, mom, hi mom. <laughs> Denise and Chris, good morning. Paulette, Laura, Allison, Amy, you guys are so sweet to be on here. Hi Anne, hi Amy, hi Bridget, hi Diane, hi Carol. Oh, there's a lot of people. <laughs> okay, so out of sight, out of mind. If you have a story to share, or a comment to make, pop it. Hi, Lynn, nice to see you. Hey, Mary, pop it into the comments and let's see what people are saying. Pat says, this is definitely true. I don't need anything else to affect my ability to focus and think. That's so true, Pat. Um, and surely with so many negative things coming in from the outside, I do not want it in my home. Absolutely, it's so, you know, we have, we're flooded with tons of negative things coming in from the media, from the news. Um, you know, it's so much easier to focus on the negative. We really need to make sure that the environment that we're living in is as positive as possible. That's how we get into, you know, your home being a refuge where you can go and you can kind of shelter from the storm that is life sometimes. Um, hey, Keely. <laughs> So I agree entirely, Pat. We don't need any more negativity. Barbara says, I'm working on the garage. It's so hard, but slowly getting there. It makes me feel so weighted down, both emotionally and physically. Barbara, 100%. So just keep working at that garage. Just one box at a time. Keep, you know, Don't let stuff flow in. <laughs> just keep stuff flowing out. It will feel like such a relief when it's done. You'll be so proud of yourself and I'll be so proud of you too. Amazing. <laughs> Carol says, if you live with others, their stuff can also affect how you feel. So how do we get everyone on board? 
So the advice that I give all the time, Carol, is number one, focus on what you can control. Focus on your stuff. Make sure that you have your own space that's very clearly defined that you have exactly as you want it to be. So if you can zero in on focus on what you can control in your spaces, that is the place to start. Um, if you're living with somebody and it's really an overwhelming situation, it's definitely time that, you know, and it's impacting your relationships with that person, your mental health, uh, your emotional well being. It's time to find a therapist and talk to them about how to handle the next step because there is no reason to be living in an environment that is negatively impacting you. Um, the good news is, though, usually, when you start to declutter and you start to create these spaces in your house, other people do get on board. They're on their own timeline, not your timeline. Um, but the typical thing that I see, the, the most common thing, not 100%, but I would say 90% of the time, other people in your house, in your family, in your life are inspired and motivated by what you're doing and start to make their own changes. So I would say every time that the other person that you're living with gets something out, makes one small movement towards decluttering, I would really embrace that as progress. Um, instead of saying it's not enough, say this is a really, really good start. Um, and if you're really stuck, definitely seek out expert help. Um, you know, it's because you deserve to live in a home that you love. Hey, Barry. Hey, Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca, I cleared out a closet completely and made it into an office. I love that, Rebecca. That's such a good use of closet space. If you have an extra closet and you need an office and you're working from home because of COVID, now is a great time to convert your closet to, your, to an office. We actually converted our guest room closet into a craft space, and it's been so nice over the last couple of years just to have that flexible space for all the little crafting things that we do. Um, Adrian says, each area that I declutter shows me how much it was really bothering me. So that's such a good point. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't even realize the emotional impact until you clear a space and then it's fascinating how much it was just weighing on your mind and bothering you, but you had gotten used to living with it. It's almost like living with chronic pain at some point. You get used to that a little bit, right? And the same thing with living with chronic clutter. <laughs> you get used to it. It becomes part of your landscape, your everyday. You don't even realize the impact it's having. Bridget says, my closet, closet chaos for sure, struggling with getting rid of mountains of clothing. Bridget, you can do it. <laughs> Just go one round at a time. Start with one category that you're not very emotionally attached to. Uh, maybe it's socks. Declutter your socks and then move on to the next thing. Um, and then, you know, go through the whole closet that way and then go through it again. <laughs> it gets easier and easier. Tara says, my basement is where I store things that I do not want to deal with. But since working on decluttering my main living area, I know that I will feel better once I work on the basement and get that stuff out too. And the garage also. Yeah, it's so interesting. We tend to put the stuff that we want to deal with at least into those areas, you know, where we think it's out of mind because it's out of sight. But it's not. <laughs> 
Diane, how do I stay motivated every day? I want to start to declutter, but I'm not consistent with it. So Diane, consider commitment over motivation. So motivation is fickle. It's fickle. It likes to go on vacation. It enjoys spending time in the Bahamas without you. You cannot rely on motivation to keep moving forward. Commit to 10 minutes every day, just 10 minutes. And actually that commitment is going to be what ends up motivating you. So commitment over motivation. When you have motivation, run with it. When you don't have motivation, commit to 10 minutes a day. Um, it's, you know, if you need to want this in your life to, and that commitment to this goal is going to be what gets you there. Um, also sometimes people work more project based so that, you know, you have this burst of energy, you get a lot done. Other people are more consistency, right? Um, but I would say commitment to whatever your style is, just commit to getting it done. Everyone has time for 10 minutes a day of decluttering and really you can make so much incredible progress when you stop letting stuff come in and commit to getting stuff out for just 10 minutes a day. It's very motivating. Denise finally got rid of an expensive storage unit, but it, a lot of it came back into the apartment. That's right. Um, I know. <laughs> oh, no. It's And Denise also says, um, the maintenance department uses mothballs in our garage, ruined everything. Yeah, everything smells like mothballs. I know. So it's, these are the tricky the tricky complications of living in a world full of other critters, right? Our stuff does not go well with mice or moths or uh, ants or little bugs. Um, yeah, it, so that's another way that we have a relationship with our things. We have to protect our stuff from the elements, if you will. Um, and when it's out of sight, it's definitely on your mind that, or it should be on your mind that you need to still protect it from wherever, whatever could get into it. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Amy, Diane, Amy says, turn on my podcast and listen while you work on your decluttering for motivation. Thank you, Amy. That's a nice suggestion. <laughs> Tina says, I always feel more motivated after these podcasts and calls. Yeah, definitely post into the Prioritize Your Sanity group as well. If you're looking for motivation, you'll find so much support in that group. Um, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. It was a very lively discussion. If you guys have a podcast that you want, a topic that you want me to talk about, please message me and let me know. If you're watching the replay on YouTube, go ahead, like this video, leave a comment and subscribe. Help me grow my YouTube channel. It's so very much appreciated. My goal is to get to 1000 subscribers by the end of this year. So it's a big goal, but I'm working on it. And <laughs> good luck with your decluttering projects. Remember commitment over motivation. Nothing that is out of sight is really out of mind. So get that negative weight off of your mind and create a home that truly is a refuge for you, a place that you love. I'll see you next week at 1030 a.m. Eastern time for another episode of It's All Clutter. Have a great day, everyone.